Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Are you hungry? Bruce, you're making us hungry. I am dining out. With- you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. You're a food dude. And I'm very happy to be here dining out with Bruce Newberry here in Rhode Island. That should be your name, the food dude. Hello again. Welcome to the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio. Welcome back. And on uh, a day like this and with the week that we have put in with the heat and humidity to really need something to cut through all of that, may I suggest a salad in a glass? What is that? Salad in a glass. It's packed in a mason jar. It travels well in a cooler for a picnic. It could have yogurt, fresh Vermont yogurt, Greek-style yogurt, and herb leaves like mint or cilantro, cucumber. It may not have any of those. It could have garlic. It could have a white or red onion and bell pepper and cucumber and tomatoes and freshly squeezed lemon juice, and several dashes of hot sauce. And how's this for a hot sauce? A hot sauce made from hops. So it's like hop sauce made from, uh, made at a place called Hoppy Valley in beautiful downtown Pownall. Now, this is in WBTN country. And uh, every Saturday, I hope this one included... The Bennington Farmer's Market, a producer-only year-round farmer's market. And uh, it is virtual. There is uh, pre-ordering to be done. You visit BenningtonFarmersMarket.org and uh, you can get involved. And there are some other ways you can get involved as well. So the uh, rules of the game are that uh, you participate If you are a member of the Bennington Farmer's Market, only a producer-only market, meaning that you may not go buy something and resell it. You have to make your own stuff. Which brings us to Hoppy Valley. A small Vermont farm growing heirloom hops for brewers, as well as producing a line of unique condiments with our very own hops. And so, there's a sweet and hot pepper sauce made from dry hops yeah does this sound great and uh, how interesting would this be and what a great story you know i love food and drink with a story so check it out visit bennington farmers market website it's a dot org bennington farmers market dot org sticking with the hops for a minute let us talk about some folks that turn hops and barley, and wheat, and sour, and a whole bunch of other things into crafts. And they're the folks at the new Black Flannel Brewing Company in Essex. Cold beer, great food, 36 taps with beers brewed on site, some soured and or aged right in the barrel room. And what a great visit today of all days. Very easy to get to on Essex Way. And I had a chance to speak before the crowds came rushing in with founder and brewer, Chris Kessler. Chris Kessler, the founder and brewer at the Black Flannel Brewing Company. Uh, Great to talk to you. How are you doing? Oh, doing well. Thank you. Um, 
you know, the things have been kind of funny with, uh, with COVID, you know, we, we were originally supposed to open in May, but, uh, we, that was uh, postponed for a few months. We kind of looked to see where we thought would think things would start to open back up in the state and where we could safely open. And, uh, we have a great management team in place. So we were able to sort of, uh, look at early July and do a, a safe, soft and grand opening. So that's gone very well so far. Well, it is. And you're making lots of friends. Is it the beer? Is it the food? Where, uh, where does the magic happen? Oh, uh, well, I, I'm myself, I'm a brewer, uh, been a home brewer for a number of years and, uh, you know, entered a number of contests. I've done very well. So I have some really good beer recipes and I have two other uh, home brewers that are involved and they're all both very highly award, uh, you know, awarded home brewers. Uh, Aaron Ritchie is a head of our barrel and sour program. And Justin Rito is, uh, he used to be a professor of music up at uh, Northern Vermont University in Johnson. Uh, he changed one passion uh, for another and um, went uh, went as a brewer. So he's our assistant brewer and also head of our beer curriculum uh, because we, we are uh, focusing heavily on beer education. And uh, Dan Sartwell, he was the uh, former brewmaster at 14 Star. Uh, he yeah. came on board with us last year. And uh, so, you know, we knew as home brewers that uh, you can't just go from home brewing to professional equipment and do it justice. And we knew we had to have somebody with professional experience. And Dan is... I, I think one of the best brewers in the state. So um, we were really fortunate to get him on our team. Well, his um, uh, he is certainly well known. That's for sure. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the beer scene in Vermont is just tremendous anyway. And sure. like uh, so yeah. many other, like so many other scenes, but I mean, it's just exceptional people pretty yeah. much everywhere you turn. And so for Dan to be uh, kind of at the top of the heap there, that is a pretty, pretty good place to be. It is. It is. And uh, so, yeah, he, he saw the vision that we were we were going for and uh, it was really, um, you know, it really spoke to his passion. And so, yeah, it was a no brainer for him uh, to, to come on board with us. And so we have, you know, this collective of four brewers uh, with some really interesting recipes where we have beer that's rooted in traditions. So we have traditional styles, but we're not shackled by it. So we'll we're not afraid to really go outside, you know, the box and, and do some really weird, funky thing, <laughs> things with the beer. And people are, you know, people like what they see so far. Uh, and part of that magic that you're talking about is um, we have, you know, knowing that we were, wanted to start up this brewery here in Essex, um, that uh, we, we knew we need, needed to have food. And, and so um, we were, you know, trying to figure out what level we were going to come in with that food. And, and uh, we, we reached out to people in the beer community that, that we knew and, and the food, you know, the food scene. And, um, and just we, we connected with uh, Trent Nendris, who is our yeah. uh, exec, executive chef. He's formerly, uh, he was a head of the wood, uh, a pro yes. prohibition pig. Uh, he was, he's necky trained and he went to uh, Breslin in New York uh, for a number of years after, after Necky, uh, where he, heard, he learned how to make the perfect scotch egg. So, uh, nice. <laughs> so that's available here now. Um, and so we did a lot of, a lot of R&D with food and beer pairing. Um, and so, you know, in, in Vermont, there's a few breweries that have certified Cicerones, and Cicerones are like a beer sommelier. Right. Um, you know, but with Black Flannel, we actually have four certified Cicerones, and there are only 17 in the state. Uh, myself, it's Aaron, Ju Justin, and, and Dan are all certified. So we've put a lot of focus on our food and beer pairing, uh, what food goes really well with the beers that we're producing. Um, and then, we'll just, you know, we're just rotating the menu, local farm fresh ingredients, and it's a really high level of, you know, we call it high-end pub food. Yeah. Uh, 
Trent likes to say, you know, a lot, sort of a combination of trash and class, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> and, but it just really works well and uh, all together. And the, and the other part component, well, obviously, you know, we have to bring excellent service to our front of house. Uh, we're really working hard to, to train our employees, uh, you know, to, to understand uh, the food and the, and the beer. You know, that'll be an ongoing process. We're just kind of getting started with that now. And, uh, but that'll, that'll just, you know, evolve as we grow. Uh, but, you know, the, the location here, we're, we're right near Hannaford and uh, the Essex Experience, formerly the Essex Outlets. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's a great location, and uh, we have a lot of space here. Um, and so just, uh, you know, the, the, when people walk in, they're not really expecting a whole lot. Well, it's an old outlet mall. Right. But when they walk in, they're really blown away because this, we've really put a lot of time and thought into the space. And uh, so they walk in, they're surprised. They have a beer. Wow, that's really good. <laughs> and they have the food, and like, oh, these guys have it all, you know. So that's kind of what I think. What why we're start, starting to get a lot of uh, a lot of really good uh, rave reviews on on uh, Facebook, and yeah, you know, we just kind of we've really worked hard to bring it all together. Well, on top of that, yeah. we're the only we're the only brewery and distillery in the state. Uh, so Black Flannel uh, has a distillery uh, that's going to be coming online within the next month. Uh, Black Flannel Distilling Company, and it's all within the same footprint of the brewery at Brew Pub. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Now, I mean, I'm seeing all kinds of of uh, brews, all kinds of foods, any one of which could be your signature. What would you describe as Black Flannel's signature? Uh, well, we talk a lot about the beer, so we'll get back to that in a minute. In terms sure. of the menu, I mean, uh, well, this menu is just so great to talk about, uh, sure. let alone to sit down. I mean, right from the from the snacks. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. uh, candied peanuts with Montreal seasoning. I mean, what that just conjures <laughs> up is amazing. And ramp bread and butter pickles. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, those are some bright flavors, and that's just oh. the opening of the menu. More with Chris Kessler momentarily. We're going to do some more pairing. We're going to get into this menu a little bit. And, hey, this is the day to head for the Black Flannel Brewing Company. It is a terrific day to hang out and explore, socially distant, and all of that stuff. And wait till you hear the story of the thrice-cooked fries. Oh, my. Here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. Well, we've got a sizzling grill here, and yours will be sizzling before long at your broadcast bistro, and I hope that somewhere in that cookout this weekend you're going to include some gas bars because nothing says good times like gas bars, linguiça, and chorizo sizzling hot on your grill. It's summertime because the gas bar family knows how to make these amazing sausages seasoned just right, made with lean cuts of quality meats. Has been since 1923 in southern New England. So simple, just slice gas bars, linguiça, or chorizo in half lengthwise, get them going on a good hot grill, serve on a great roll, there's Gaspar's Linguisa. It's hearty. Gaspar's Chorizo. It's hot. Linguisa dogs, Chorizo dogs, Andouille sausage, turkey linguisa, kielbasa. Build a whole cookout around Gaspar's. And so many families do and don't even think of having a clam bake or clam boil without Gaspar's. The Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. I'm Lydia Bastianich, and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Stick around, Lydia. We're hanging out in the brewery today, the new Black Flannel Brewing Company, with brewer and founder Chris Kessler. It's just oh. the opening of the menu. Yeah, the ramp cured duck prosciutto. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just everything is done. We call it scratch food. It's it's food done with scratch and from the heart. And these guys really are really invested in what they do. They're really creative. 
so it's not just Trenton. It's uh, Travis Williams is our uh, chef de cuisine. Uh, we have a sous chef, Jackson, um, and we have uh, Boris and Jared are all in the kitchen, and they're all really passionate about about what they do. So, you know, at the end of the, every shift, I mean, they've been here, put in, they've worked, they've worked really hard, and they sit there for an hour talking about, you know, recipes and the next thing they can do, and, uh, oh, we're running low on this, let's do this instead, and, and the, you know, the Jackson is uh, is a great vegetarian vegan chef. And, oh, no kidding. Uh, He's killing it, yeah. He, and uh, so he's been running our grill and, and doing a lot with grilled. And we call them embered veggies, embered, mm-hmm. ve- you know, vegetables. And so, yeah, we're really uh, going to be beefing up our vegetarian and vegan options. And because uh, there's a lot of people in this community that, you know, they're looking for uh, for something different, something new um, yes. in that that realm. So, but on top of that, we're also you know, omnivores, and you know, so we have a really incredible smash burger, um, yeah. double patty with uh, pub cheese, uh, aioli. Uh, you know, house cured pickles, um, yeah, and, and it, on a brioche bun, and it's one of, for me, one of the best burgers I've ever had. Oh man, so, yeah, the so Scotch great. egg, the Scotch egg is just, uh, yeah, otherworldly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and you work so well with so many farms, and I love that you mm-hmm. name the farms. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Misty Knoll here, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and uh, what. Um, what are some of the other what are some of the other farms that you're really uh, focusing in on? Yeah, um, Half Plant Farms uh, does a lot of our produce, um, and you know locally we're we're just a few miles from Paul Mazza. Oh yes, and, uh, Mazza's farm, and actually they're providing a lot of fruits and vegetables for our distillery program as well. Oh, that's um, great. So, oh, so that's a, that. not at all. That's a way for that's a way to really uh, help out and to give them a boost. I mean, they had a, a tough time of it in the early going, sort of at the right. tail end of the winter and in the early spring. So, yep. uh, what a great pivot for them to be able to provide produce for you, and not right. maybe not an obvious way they're providing things for you to to turn into a wonderful mash and distill and brew that's great right right so yeah so there's a really good synergy with uh with local farms uh, you know we, we a lot of our cheeses from charcuterie are done with uh you know we get jasper hill farm and yes uh, yeah so uh yeah that is Those fantastic. Are that, that, that come to mind and uh yeah it's it's uh, just a great synergy we like to support the local farms and in turn, they uh, you know they seem to be supporting us very well as well. I think they are. They really are. So, <laughs> uh, so Chris Kessler at uh, Black Flannel Brewery, pair us a beer and food, say from the lunch menu. From the lunch menu. Well, my my favorite. I mean, it's really snack, <laughs> and it's a really classic pairing is the Bavarian pretzel with a Munich Dunkel. Yeah. Um, so that that's yeah. We have a really really solid Munich, Munich Dunkel and. You know, first we tried the pairing with uh, with the municellus, and like, wow, that's really good. I can't imagine it being any better. Um, but you know, then we tried it with the dunkel, and <laughs> we just about fell out of our chair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, so we have a really solid uh, New England IPA. It's one of the ones I um, I was top two and make the cut in 2017. And yeah. it's uh, you know the recipe's kind of evolved a little bit, and I think it's even better. Um, that goes really well with the smash burger. Mm. Um, it's, it's it's bold. It holds up to the um, you know the flavors of the smash burger and the thrice cooked fries that, that's something I didn't even mention that comes with a side of the, these fries which are they call they call them thrice cooked um, where the first cook is a blanched and it, it really got a it has a mashed potatoy inner yes uh, mouthfeel and then they do a quick fry to seal that in and that that's the prep and then when they're ready to uh, they, they get an order 
then they do a third fry, a third uh, cook, which is the deep fry. And it's nice, crispy exterior, and people are, you know, they really, really love the fries. And then it comes with a side of house-made ketchup and a side of house-made uh, aioli. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of the food and, and beer pairings, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's a matter of, you know, you have to uh, match the uh, intensity of the food with the beer. Yes. So if you, you know, put a light beer with a real heavy um, dish, then it just doesn't quite work uh, that well. So you really need to have something like like with the New England IPA that holds up to the intensity of, of a burger and fries. I think that you are on to something. Uh, you really are. So, <laughs> so, And I have a feeling you're going to have a, a lot of friends this weekend. Uh, weather's a little iffy, so it uh, might be a great weekend to go exploring and head for oh, where yeah. the uh, Essex outlets used to be and check out Black Flannel. Uh, that's great thank you terrific so yeah our, our seats are socially distanced uh, all nice. of our uh, servers are trained on, on proper sanitation you know so uh, yeah it's we're, we're trying to keep it safe well all right well uh, this is great you've given us a great tour and i knew you would and uh, so so psyched to uh, go through some of these pairings and just explore some of these items with you very exciting and find out about the people too i mean that's what it's yep. all about and and beer people are just cool people and you can tell you guys are <laughs> uh, are all that so uh continued success yeah, is, to you it's totally yeah it is about the people you create a great team and they they you kind of get out of their way let them do what they do best and see, let the magic happen Nice. Yeah, just tell us your address, just in case there's somebody that doesn't know what we're talking about here, Chris. Sure. It's uh, 21 Essex Way, um, Essex Junction, Vermont. Uh, we're right across from Hannaford in Essex. Yes. And you can't, you know, you can't miss the uh, black flannel sign at the end of our building. Mm-hmm. All right. Black Flannel Brewing Company and Chris Kessler. Great to talk beer and food and all of the rest of the stuff with you. Thanks very, very much great. for being with us. Great. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. I am Jacques Pepin, uh, here from uh, Connecticut, and I'm here dining out with the Bruce Newberry. And we'll chat for a few minutes here uh, with uh, Stephen Filippi from Ballard's. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Bruce. Well, great. Always great out there on Block Island and at Ballard's. And uh, summertime is here, whether we're ready for it or not. But this is a summer like no other, right? Yeah, it's a very interesting summer, but it's sunny out right now. It's hot. Uh, people are on the beach enjoying themselves. Well, let's talk about that beach because as people may or may not know, Ballard's Private Beach has free admission, but you ask for donations, and well, you did a special thing here. Tell us about this. Sure. So thanks, Bruce. We, we it's you know, Ballard's Beach is usually free. Uh, it's pretty much always free. But this past Sunday, we hosted a country hangout uh, with five local country singers, and we just asked our guests to donate uh, ten dollars upon entry to support the Gloria Gemma Foundation and our volunteers here on Block Island that work in the ambulance and the uh, fire company. Wow. So. And it was a great thing, and just people decided that, hey, you know what, this is a good thing, and they probably had an idea of how hard those, particularly the rescue and the fire people, work, and so they were very generous, from what I understand. Tell us how generous. Sure. So we raised $4,000 in cash donations at the door, and uh, my wife and I, Lauren, 
decided to match that those donations personally. And so we, we gave away a total of $8,000 over the weekend. Nice. Uh, $4,000 to Gloria Gemma and $4,000 to the Black Island Volunteer Fire and Rescue. Well, isn't that terrific? Uh, and these guys, the first responders particularly, really, really deserve it and uh, work very, very hard. So that's uh, that's terrific. And like so much else, Steve, I mean, we always knew that the volunteer fire and rescue were important, but never more than now. We need these guys. Yeah, we need them, especially, you know, if you look at the rescue, it's difficult when there's a rescue now that you have to go and care to the emergency but at the same time you have to be concerned about covid yes and a lot of our a lot of our volunteers in the rescue squad they're older so they're really putting their life on the line for everyone in this community so any idea what the fire and rescue might use that donation for steve you know i i don't know probably daily operations and maybe they're saving to buy a new truck or a new ambulance good Good, good. Uh, well, it is terrific. And again, we know how hard those guys work week in, week out, year in, year out. And to recognize them and to give them some support like that, especially from people who uh, are there and having a good time. Now, uh, where are your people from this year? Where are your visitors from? A lot more. Are you getting a lot more new visitors this year? Yeah, good good question, Bruce. Actually, it's, it's much closer to the ferry, our visitor profile this year. It's mostly Connecticut and Rhode Island, about 90% of all our visitors. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. I'll bet people are discovering Block Island that have uh, not been there for a long time and maybe never at all. Yep, definitely. It's definitely a staycation this year. Everyone's staying close to home. Yeah, and what a better place to, to be. So uh, tell us what's going on. Now it's, again, a summer like no other at Ballard's, but you guys are open for the season. Tell us about what is on your menu. Tell us about what we have counted on and uh, are sure to enjoy, and maybe tell us about some new things you have going on. Sure. So we try to, you know, under all the new restrictions and the social distancing guidelines and the mask wearing, we're still trying to provide that experience that all of our guests have come to love. We still have live music every day from one to five. And then we have an acoustic guitar player from five to nine. However, this year you can't dance. Um, the bar the bar atmosphere is a little bit different. We're asking all our guests to sit down when they order a drink and to avoid congregating at the bar. We still have our full menu. Um, there's excellent dishes. There's fresh lobster. There's a California lobster roll. There's a, a naked lobster roll, which is, a hot lobster roll. So it's still pretty much the same experience with some minor modifications. Tell us about that California lobster roll. Sure. So it's a, it's a cold lobster roll with bacon, uh, lemon, cream, mayo, and avocado. I had a feeling that was the secret ingredient. <laughs> Sounds Very good. popular. Sounds good. Now, the naked lobster roll, some people might call that a Connecticut lobster roll. Uh, are there people from just Connecticut that order that, or <laughs> does it does it break down along those lines? No, everyone orders it. <laughs> and a lot of people order it instead of a regular lobster because they don't have to take the shells off. They don't right. have to crack the claws and so forth. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is perfect for just uh, enjoying, and hey, who doesn't love just a warm lobster, and uh, it is just what Block Island is all about. That is terrific. Hey, now, what is this I hear about? You've got some visitors out there swimming around. That's the first I heard about it. Um, 
you know, I saw it in the newspaper today. Yeah. I, I guess there's four great white sharks. There's four sharks. of them. <laughs> they, right? One of them I mean, even has a name. I don't know about the rest of them, but one yeah. of them has a name. It's like Miss something or other. It's a girl. And so at first you're like, oh, no, there's great white sharks. But they're tagged. They're <laughs> I mean, right? they, it's like they have licenses on them. I mean, it, it takes a little of the, a little of the fear away to my way of thinking. I'm not saying I want to get up close with one of them, but you know, if you know somebody's name, it's the beginning of understanding, right? Yeah. I talked to the Coast Guard and they told me they're going to promise they're going to keep them away from Bowers Beach. There we so. go. Yeah, they're they're excellent. They're very accommodative. <laughs> they're very accommodating. No trouble from sharks at Ballard's uh, yeah, this exactly. year for sure. What are some of the other signatures that you have going on here? How about we talked about that bar and how it's it's different, but it is of course so looked forward to. What's uh, a signature drink that seems to be very popular this year? Sure. So uh, the signature drink is you you can get a Miami Vice, a margarita in your in your own pineapple. So we carve out the pineapple, we serve it to our guests, and there's nothing that tells you like you're on the vacation that you deserve when you actually feel that cool pineapple right in your hand and you sit down a nice cold drink. So that's definitely our most popular drink item. Sounds good to me. Now, what are your hours? We are open for, we start serving breakfast at 7.30 and we go to about 10 o'clock at night. All right. And uh, when is the entertainment, when is the music play? Uh, the outdoor band plays from one to five, and we have John Brazo, who's an ex- excellent local guitarist. He plays anywhere from five to five thirty to nine thirty. All right, it's all at Ballard's, the one and only Ballard's. Everybody knows where Ballard's is on Block Island, and uh, what great things that you guys have done this early on in the summer to raise thousands for a couple of worthwhile local charities, and uh, they're both impacted by the pandemic, but as you have been pointing out, and we've been having a great chat about the volunteer fire and rescue, and they are really in the spotlight even more this year. So uh, terrific. A great time, a staycation. So come on down and visit at Ballard's, and uh, Stephen Filippi, all the best to you and to Lauren. Thanks very much for talking to us today. Thank you, Bruce. It's my pleasure. That should be your name of the food, dude. Rhode Island issue. And I hope it was only a Rhode Island issue because I'd hate to think of this as being widespread everywhere. You really want to help out a restaurant, a small business. Everybody says, oh, if we could only help out the restaurants or somebody should help the restaurants. You, you hold the power. Do you know how? Keep your reservation. Don't stiff the restaurant. There's been an outbreak of people making multiple reservations and then not either keeping them or calling to cancel them. And when restaurants are only operating at 50 or 60% capacity, that table makes a difference. There has to be reservations by the guidelines and you put the restaurants in a tough shape. In tough shape, they don't have a ready group of people waiting at the bar because you can't wait at the bar. So friends of Bruce keep their reservations or at least are courteous enough to call and cancel. So thank you so very much. Looking for something to do later in the summer, which will go by in the blink of an eye because it always does. How about visiting the farm? Vermont, Vermont open farm week is coming on August the 10th and it's going to focus on events, tours, Family tours, picnics, farm trails. There'll be some virtual and online events, but uh, all you'd have a chance to go and walk the farm, just like normal. You know what a normal thing in summer to do? Outdoor dining. Yes, 
And this year, of course, outdoor dining is even more popular than ever. So many places have just gone out to outdoors that never, ever, ever did it before. But there are a few that really have taken it to heart. And here's a great story. Of course, we love to tell you stories of restaurants working together. They always have. And it's another one of the endless things. It was always important, but now even more so. And in Middlebury, our friends at the Otter Creek Bakery are the great neighbors, two great neighbors, two brothers, Tavern and Notte. And they did not have a lot of room for outdoor seating. I mean, it's not very roomy there in cute Middlebury anyway. The Otter Creek Bakery has a pretty good-sized patio. So they offered the use of their patio for additional dining during dinner hours. So now you can dine on either patio, which is a terrific thing. And maybe you didn't know about this, but uh, Ned and uh, Chio had really made this gesture, and it's terrific, and it really involved a lot of people the town and the Middlebury police and the department of liquor control and all of that. So anytime between four 30 and eight 30 and all the spacing and the table requirements and all of that stuff that we have become so fond of over these many months. Now it's off to federal Hill coming back to life. Literally the renovated fountain at deep Pasqual square was brought back to life at noontime on Friday, just before the rainstorm came or didn't come or whatever. And uh, thanks to the mayor of federal Hill, Rick Simone and what the mayor called his, his tireless and his uh, endless, endless work to get things back to life. We get the fountain going and we've got a lot of restaurants for you to enjoy in a way that, well, it's almost their natural setting. You can enjoy them outside. It's called Al Fresco on the Hill. And uh, Rick Simone, this was really a lifeline, wasn't it? If we hadn't done this, we have no doubt that we have restaurants on the Hill that would not have made it through the summer. Oh, I can believe that for sure. Uh, just because of, as you say, some of these places are very, very small. Now, what's the smallest restaurant that is uh, taking part in this now? And how, by how much has that restaurant been able to increase its capacity? So I would tell you that the smallest restaurant is probably Baco, which is very new. They literally were only open for three weeks before, um, before the closures with COVID. Uh, and they were at a capacity, I want to say, I think they were 36 to 38 inside. They're a little trattoria. And by this, they've been able to keep their capacity in the front and with the back patio that he's doing um, completely together. So. so he's got the same seating outside. Correct. The yep. same number of seats that he would have had inside he has outside. Correct, yep. Now, in a, in a setting like this, Rick Simone, are all of these restaurants pretty much the same size? Or, I mean... It, it, and, and I ask this for two reasons. Uh, one, just to, to get a sense of, of the dimension and the size and the scope of this. And the other is, hey, things are getting busy. Are we better off maybe calling and, and going with a place that can seat a few more people? So it's really, we truthfully have left the capacity up to the individual restaurants as to what they can handle. We also have another you know, concern that's gripping all of our restaurants in the hill and that's staffing. The restaurants right now are having a hard time keeping up with the staffing levels, even at the reduced capacities. So we've really left it up to them when we've designed the blueprint. I would tell you that the majority of the restaurants 
have done their best to duplicate what their existing tables would be at a regular time and bring them outside so that they can continue to serve all the guests that love and know them well. Um, but I, again, I can't encourage reservations fast enough because it's every weekend now that I'm being told that they're getting 80, 90% of the reservations in. Ah, oh, that's so great. What are the hours and what are the days and the evenings of Alfresco? So this is every Friday and Saturday night for the foreseeable future. Right now we have it designed to go through September, but it could even go a little bit longer. Nice. And right, the avenue closes at 3.30 for the restaurants to come out and be able to set up. So they close the traffic at 3.30. Yeah, the close to traffic at 3.30 so that the restaurants can come out and get their footprints in place. And then at 5 p.m., they start taking their reservations. And that goes right now. Uh, as of this coming weekend, it will go 5 p.m. to midnight that they can do reservations. We're expanding the hours. Wow. Yep. Fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Uh, this is uh, so great and so positive on so many levels. Uh, now, are there are there menu adjustments that these restaurants have had to make you know, it's they, have, they honestly have, because if you think about this, you're taking your dining room that would normally be in place inside and you're bringing a, a, the same measurement of it outside. And it's really become an adjustment for them. And they've been very creative about it. So it is an adjustment for the staff, for the owners to try to get accustomed to, because if you've never had this much alfresco dining, it's a new thing for you. A, a perfect example of this would be Old Canteen. Mm -hmm. In all their years and all their history, they've never had tables outside. Wow. So for Old Canteen to be out there and to make this happen, it shows their commitment to their guests and to the creativity of all these individual restaurants to work with us and make this happen. And it, it looks, you know, it's really a very cool, fun vibe to walk up and down the street and literally see this. Oh, what an experience. And I don't wonder that people are coming from all over. And it is just a totally unique experience. And, I mean, people have certainly known Federal Hill, as you say. Uh, uh, Joe Marzilli and Sal Marzilli go back 65-plus uh, years up, Absolutely, up yeah. there on the hill. Uh, are they, the, uh, are they the, the longest tenured up there? I don't want to use the old word, but are they? <laughs> they are, it would be, Angelo's would be right before them. Oh, of so course, Angelo's, Angelo's yes, yeah, yes, yep. what am I Angelo's saying? Angelo's is the longest, and then it goes to them, yep. Angelo's and then the old canteen. Uh, and uh, so you've got these, uh, again, the heritage goes back so many years, but yet this is a totally new experience, and I don't wonder that you're getting people to come out from, from all over and who want to make a weekend of it, because you want to experience more than one place. That's great. Yeah, and that's what we're hoping to do is we can continue as things continue to get better in the city with the environment. Um, the pandemic, we hope to be able, like now we're adding another hour into this, we hope to be able to add roving entertainment that can be up here just to entertain certain sections of the street, not create large groups or large pockets for people to be there, but just to literally do that to entertain and create some additional energy. So that's our goal that will be added in July as well. Oh, that's great. Can you uh, can you tell us? Anything about the hotel partners, or that's is that still in the works, Rick? It's still in the works. So I know we are going to be working with the hotel because they are right at the beginning of Dallas, so we consider them part of the hotel. Okay. Um, they've seen they've been the biggest beneficiaries so far, so we are going to work with them. All right. Now, do we just call the individual restaurant, the one that yep. we might know, or is there a central number or a website yep. or something? Federalhillproduct.com has a list of all the. Say that again. Right. You're in a bad. You're in a bad yep. cell. Say that again. Federalhillproduct.com. FederalHillProv.com. Yep, has a list of all the participating restaurants right on the landing page when you get there. And it will give you links to them to check out their menus, and I'll call them individually to make a reservation. 
All right, excellent. Well, this is uh, a success story and is that, as you say, bringing these restaurants back, keeping them afloat, keeping them vibrant and just so badly needed on so many levels. Great to know that this is going on and boy, people are going to want to check this out, no doubt. So uh, yeah. federalhillprov.com is the place to find out about these restaurants if you don't know them or if you have a favorite just ring it up ring up your friends uh, they would love to see you and love to welcome you back to federal hill absolutely it's a it's a totally new experience a lot of work to put it off so we hope everybody comes up and enjoys it. brick simone the mayor of federal hill bruce newberry the food dude 